Rounding out the week. That's right. It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. We've got to deal with another smattering of idiocy, this time coming from the New York Post, citing the Politico. New research warns that the collapse of air currents intertwined with the Gulf Stream could happen as soon as 2025, leaving severe impacts on the climate in the North Atlantic region. In addition to freezing temps brought to the Northern Hemisphere, the buckling would also bring erratic rain and droughts across the world. Now, what does that sound like we're dealing with today? They've been speaking about those two kinds of weather events nonstop over the past couple of weeks. You even had this fat moron uh, in front of the U.N. today. I forget his name. I think he's the head of the U.N. He's saying we no longer have global warming. We now have global boiling. But it's not too late. We're in an excellent position to stop it with new Green New Deal technology, and it's going to make everybody blah, 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 blah. They also continue in this New York Post article that this would provide dramatic change in every nation's ability to provide enough food and water for its population. Um, Don't you think that all of this is a little bit serendipitous? We have the grain deal in Russia and the Ukraine saying goodbye. Russia said no more. We're not going to do this because we know what the West is actually doing in these ships that are supposedly filled with grain. Uh, Oh, and by the way, when the West says, oh, the the Russians can't stop the grain deal because the poor countries all across the world, especially Africa, they need all of this grain. Well, it turns out that the EU was basically keeping all of the grain that was being exported from the Ukraine, and maybe at best 2% of that grain was actually going to Africa. So what happens today what does Putin say today? He comes out and he goes, guess what? We're going to wipe out $20 billion worth of debt that Africa owes Russia. That's the first thing. The second thing, we're going to give you an average of 20 to 25 tons of grain for free, and you do not have to pay the shipping costs to get it there. This, along with Mali, along with Niger, This looks like, and also there was another headline that Russia is opening up all kinds of embassies throughout Africa again. This looks like Russia's very own type of color revolution, except they're not going after a country. They're going after a continent. They're trying to flip Africa. You even had the head of Wagner, 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 Um, over there talking at the Russian African symposium, whatever the hell they call it. I don't have it in front of me. And they're shaking hands. This guy was supposed to be a rebel that's ready to kill Putin, but somehow he's still able to travel to St. Petersburg and meet with everybody. So that whole idea that he, Wagner was trying to rebel against Putin, that's very, very suspicious. But anyway, going back to this article, uh, from the post, they you find out all the way at the end that the soonest some event like this could happen was 2025, but more than likely it could be as far out as 2100. So once again, we've got these Democrats and these World Economic Forum stooges 
coming around, trying to gin up fear. That's right. They've been saying something along these lines with the climate is going to kill us. The climate is going to change the world and kill every human being unless we do something about it since the 1970s. Started off as global cooling and a new mini ice age coming our way. And then now it's uh, global boiling, according to the U.N. I mean, how stupid do you have to be? Now, the other way to look at this article is very, very, very off the edge of speculation. Is Politico telling us that there are certain agencies or contractors that have the ability and the technology to turn off these kinds of weather events? Are we seeing them with the capabilities to shut off air currents and figure out how to manipulate the Gulf Stream? Because that would be dangerous now, wouldn't it? We wouldn't want some rogue agency to get control of those kinds of planetary intricacies that could really impact everybody. Everybody. So it's up to us to speak out against it. But unfortunately, MSNBC doesn't like that idea. We had some idiot, some stooge, Paul Reichhoff, coming straight from, I don't know, Austria maybe? Uh, he went on there. Now, by the way, he is the founder of Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America and Righteous Media. And he compared, guess what? Anybody that disagrees with the Biden administration to rogue agents within the United States. And we need a, another type of of homeland security another type of patriot act to go after people like the patriot front and the oath keepers and he says a lot of americans are up for grabs i wouldn't dismiss it as just something only people on the right or watching fox news latch on to we are in a battle for hearts and minds and there are people on the fence really so instead of actually maybe doing some research and potentially just looking at what people that disagree with the Biden administration are saying and maybe doing some in-depth research into those accusations, uh, such as saying uh, the COVID vaccine, there's something wrong with it, maybe. Or, uh, hey, is there a problem at the southern border of the United States with Mexico? I don't know. Is there a problem with crime in Democrat-run cities? I don't know. Instead of saying that, we now have this stooge saying we need more draconian measures so that these people, us, we deplorables, so that these people do not have a say. He wants a domestic Patriot Act. I mean, the Patriot Act is abused anyway, so it's already effectively domestic. But he wants something official and more all-encompassing than what is already in place. So this is the type of people we have to deal with. These aren't Democrats. These are fascists, right? Fascists act like this. And it's going to be a tough sell for anybody with two brain cells to rub together because— Last time I checked, 
fascists are bad. I, I mean, as many ways that I've brought up how fascism is prevalent all throughout the United States, um, especially uh, that what was brought out during the Trump era. I, I mean, come on. You, this has got to stop, and we all know what's out there. We all know how to point it out. We've done it countless times at this point. Which brings me to the next pile of idiocy from CBS News. Up to 450,000 in the U.S. have red meat allergies due to alpha-gal symptom syndrome spread by ticks, the CDC says. Okay, so the first thing you've got to realize about that is that the headline is probably wrong. But what else can we expect from CBS News? Because what is alpha-gal or alpha-jal, whatever it is, it is essentially a sugar molecule found in most mammals, except in humans and apes. Alpha-gal is found in red meat, such as beef, lamb, pork, venison, rabbit, squirrel. It is not found in fish, reptiles, or birds. Alpha-gal can be found in products that contain mammal ingredients, including some medications, cosmetics, vaccines, oh-oh. Gelatin and milk products. Carrageenan, extracted from red edible seaweeds, may also contain alpha-gal epitope. So what is this syndrome? And by the way, I am citing this from tbcunited.org. What is alpha-gal syndrome? It is referred to the red meat allergy. It is an allergic reaction to the alpha-gal sugar molecule. Reactions occur between 0 and 10 hours after people eat meat from mammals or are exposed to products that contain mammal ingredients, including medications, cosmetics, vaccines, gelatin, and milk products. No ICD diagnosis code exists for AGS at the time. So why are we seeing this? I've also started to see a lot of low-information citizens, uh, particularly the maskers and double, triple, quintupled, vaxxed individuals, saying that uh, COVID is not over. I, I work in school districts. I work in a medical community, and we see a ton of COVID cases right now. It's just as bad as it was in 2021, and nobody's doing anything about it. We need to reinstate masking. We need to start locking people down again. Yes, all of those people. Now, I can tell you from people that I know that work in the medical field that they are hearing from people that they work with and deal with that there is, in fact, more people being diagnosed with COVID. Um, why would that be? Also, that's the key word. Are they, in fact, suffering from COVID? Or is it pneumonia? Or is it COVID-like symptoms? Are they just saying they've got they're suffering from COVID? Right. So I went to NCBI, National Laboratory or Library of Medicine, adverse reactions to anti-infective vaccines, an emerging problem in the COVID nineteen era. And what do we find in Table One? that talks about the components of vaccines, why it's alpha-gal, and they use it as a stabilizer in vaccines. This is from the NIH itself, formerly run by Dr. Fauci, by the way. So what am I getting at here? I'm saying this. The adverse events, long-term adverse events, 
are only now starting to be observed. I will give you a personal example of how vaccines could give you an adverse event in the long term where it will take years to flourish. I got some kind of crappy vaccine when I was getting my master's degree. The college that I went to, I'm sorry, the university that I went to, they wrote me a strong worded letter saying, I better get these vaccines if I want to be in the master's program. If I knew then what I know now, I would have told them to go F themselves. However, not reading the letter Carefully enough, I got the vaccine. I believe it was the MMR. I'm not entirely sure. So what happened? Why, two years later, your lovable fuzzball host got an extremely bad reaction to shellfish. Now, shellfish I used to love. I used to eat pounds of king crab legs. Give me all of the lobsters you can possibly throw at me. Hey, do you have New Orleans-style mussels with jalapeno and garlic and onion? Yes, give it. And white wine? Yes, give it here. I want to eat them all. What happened two years later? I'm ending up in the hospital there for eight-plus hours because I had shellfish. That only started to happen after that vaccine. I'm sorry to tell you, adverse events don't necessarily happen within four hours of getting an injection. They don't necessarily happen within the week of getting the injection. Sometimes they take months and sometimes they take years. So when was this COVID vaccine drive? Why, it was just a couple of years ago. So you're going to start to see more and more and more stories about these obscure diseases, like what CBS brought up, this alpha-gal syndrome, which is supposed to be spread by ticks. But really, a lot of the times, according to that other website that I read from, ticks could be involved in it, but more than likely it's due to something else that involves red meat. Now, what else did we see? about from the Russians. What else did we see about ticks and parasites and birds? From the Russians, we find out that the United States, through Dr. Fauci, was funding research on how to make ticks and birds vectors. In other words, infect ticks and birds with some kind of disease that can be spread, that infects humans, and then just let them do their thing. As long as they go along specific migratory routes, they will infect humans and cities and populations along the way just as they are flying to and from the northern hemisphere, mating grounds, what have you. Don't you think that, one, this could be possibly something along those lines because alpha-gal, according to Tick-Born Conditions United, is spread by sometimes Lone Star ticks and black-legged ticks. So that could be something, but there is another article that could probably provide more accurate light onto this kind of situation, and it comes from Joseph Mercola. That's right, I did a podcast about him earlier in the week. 
article. Pfizer demands nations put up collateral to cover vaccine injury lawsuits. In other words, those adverse events are starting to be known. And people realize that they didn't feel this way during COVID. Before COVID, they only felt a certain way after they got the COVID shot. Argentina and Brazil have rejected Pfizer's demands. They put up sovereign assets, bank reserves, military bases, and embassy buildings as collateral for anticipated lawsuits over COVID vaccine injuries. In other words... Pfizer is saying, we gave you the vaccines. We've given you these shots. Yes, there were some adverse events. People are getting hurt. But we don't want to be responsible for any of the payout. In other words, we want you to put up, to put up embassies, to use all of what I said before as collateral in case a lawsuit really does get somewhere because we didn't tell you to take the vaccine. You took it. You engaged in a kind of agreement, which is probably draconian if we ever saw it. So we are going to take these embassies. We're going to take these natural resources. That's not going to happen in those countries. So that story right there probably ties to the alpha gal story that we are starting to see the true adverse events, long-term adverse events. So you have to start paying attention to people like Dr. Peter McCullough. I think uh, bizarre, possibly former drunk. I don't know if he still drinks. Stu Peters. Uh, he came out with a, uh, I, I think, a one-hour video on um, efforts to recover from spike proteins or something like that. At least that's my understanding of it. I haven't watched it. Uh, so you may want to go look him up. But there are ways. Shilajit is supposed to be another way to detox. And uh, humic acid and fulvic acid, all that stuff that I've brought up in the past, you may want to start looking into that. I'm not recommending anything. All I'm saying is maybe you should do your own research before anybody gets upset. Okay, so you know what day of the week it is. It is Thursday slash Friday, depending upon when you're listening to this. So that means I do a weekly roundup over on Greg Bolden's podcast, and that will be out tomorrow. So go follow him, and you can listen to that on Friday, and then you can just, your ears will be assailed with brilliance from me and Greg all weekend to gear you up for another week, starting on Monday, of more podcasts, more information, more snark, and better commentary than you've ever heard in your life. This is the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels.